Welcome back to Isn't Mo Muslim Though. This is episode four, and I'm your host, Ziad Dadaboy. Today, we have a special guest on with Tariq Tamar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. How are you, Tariq? Alhamdulillah, man. I'm, I'm honored to be called a, a special guest. <laughs> it's unwarranted, but I'll take it. I think alhamdulillah, I call all, everyone a special guest, but you know, that, you're definitely special. No that, that, that really waters it down <laughs> immediately. You didn't even let me keep it for That's just second. our generation. Everyone's special. <laughs> But all right, before we get any further into Tariq, I'm going to get started with our usual question. What is your most bizarre, funny, or awkward encounter with a non-Muslim? So I don't know how funny it is, but probably the most uh, bizarre experience for me personally was when I was crossing the border from uh, between the U.S. and Canada. I was entering into Canada, and usually it takes you know a minute or two. I give my passport. He asks me, uh, where, where are you going? Where do you live? Uh, where were you? Did you buy any uh, tobacco or alcohol? And alhamdulillah, the answer is always no. Uh, <laughs> and uh, real, real quick pause for the listeners. Do you cross the border often and why so? So fairly often, alhamdulillah, uh, basically Windsor and Detroit, uh, Windsor, Ontario, Canada and Detroit, they share a border and uh, alhamdulillah, there's you know thriving Muslim communities on both sides and I know people on both sides, alhamdulillah, so it's, uh, it's not uh, uncommon for me to be crossing between the two. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And so you were crossing one night? Yeah, so I, I was crossing one night and it was uh, it was at about 3 a.m., which is definitely not common <laughs> for me. Uh, I feel like there wouldn't be anyone crossing at that time. There, there wasn't, not to, my, not to my recollection. I believe I was the only car, because this was a weekday too. I think it was, it was may, maybe a Tuesday, maybe a Wednesday, maybe a Thursday, somewhere there. Mm-hmm. But it was in the middle of the week and it was like 3 a.m. and I'm crossing back uh, uh, into uh, Canada. And so the guy asks me, uh, uh, wh- uh, where were you? And how long, or how long were you gone? And I'm like sweating and uh, I'm in gym clothes. I'm like, I was just playing basketball. So <laughs> he's he, like, I don't believe this at all. Yeah, right. So I'm like, I'm like uh, no, no, I was playing basketball. Uh, he's like, where would you be playing basketball up till like 3 a.m.? I'm like, well, we were playing till about two, and like then it was like an hour drive. And, <laughs> and so he's like, he's like, so where, where were you? And I was like, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, 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 an Islamic school, or I said, I think I said, it's a school with a gym, and uh, I said, I think it was a masjid with a gym or something. I said something to, to indicate that it was Muslim. I, I, I didn't really, I wasn't trying to overthink things. I was, I, and I'm very honest at the board. I have nothing to hide, alhamdulillah. So I was like, yeah. We, You're like, I need some sleep before Fajr, man. Let me through. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, yeah, we're, we were playing basketball at the mosque, and, uh, you know, we ran late, and now I'm, uh, I'm heading back. And so, yeah, he's asking, he's like, why would you, how do you, how, how do you know them? And so I was like, oh, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm involved in the Muslim community here. Like we do, uh, you know, events and we've invited them over before. And so they've invited, they invite us too. And we were just, you know, playing ball and, you know, wrapped up and I'm on my way back. And so he's like, he's like, oh, cool. So uh, he's like, oh, you're Muslim. You're cool. That's awesome, man. He's like, we need our, uh, our we need our, our people need to be, uh, um, we need more representation uh, uh, in this field. And I was kind of confused for a second. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, we need uh, minorities to be applying to the to the border patrol. It's a very interesting position. <laughs> yeah, and this is where it's like, this is kind of like that bizarreness. I'm like, this is the most random conversation I've ever had with the border patrol because it's really, it's really not more than like, you know, you give your passport, you answer a couple questions and you leave. Yeah. This guy's like, you know, we need to be uh, working for that. We need, we need more minorities here. And I'm like, and so he's like, I'm half Korean. And I couldn't tell because the guy pretty much looked white to me. And uh, he's like, yeah, in before uh, uh, all white people look the same. <laughs> uh, just kidding, of course. But 
Yeah, so so he's like, yeah, we need minorities to be applying uh, and, and working. There's so many great benefits, and they fund this and that. And You think he was taking advantage that it was like 3 a.m.? He's like, look, I don't have to get to the next car. Let me just talk to this guy. Really I honestly quick. think the dude was bored. <laughs> definitely bored. I think he was, he was definitely yeah, bored. Yeah, because like, there's nobody there. And, like He's literally just going to be sitting in this like empty booth. Like There's nothing new on YouTube. Like, he right? was just so bored. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it was it was funny. So he's like he's like yeah, we need to be applying, and I'm like, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll pass it along because he's like because I was telling him that like yeah, I'm like I do work with like Muslim youth, and like so he's like he's he's like yeah, we we need to tell them here like take this, and he gave me I don't know if it was his card or a card for like the U.S. border or the Canadian Border Patrol. And he's like, yeah, you, you you need to tell people to apply. And so every time now, like when I think of the the Canadian border, I'm like, I mean. I've told people before, I'm like, hey, they, have, they seem like they have great benefits. You guys should probably apply. So I guess his job worked. But it's like, I, w- I was like confused to know, am I supposed to answer and say, yeah, we need more representation and like feed into this us versus them dichotomy? Or if I should say, uh, uh, no, we don't need representation and then argue with the border patrol and like potentially get pulled in for no reason and have to explain why like I have like my contacts in, my shorts on. and It's a very interesting field to advocate like, we need participation specifically in the border patrol. Like, yeah, yeah. Why is there need for minority representation? Is it to make it easier for minorities to get through? I don't think that's really the you, you know, know goal. actually about that. So I asked them because while we were there, I literally told them, "I'm like, you know, while I have you, I want to ask you a question." I said, "Like, what gives? What gives you guys uh, like a hint uh, that like somebody needs to be pulled over uh, or pulled in?" And he's like, "If there's a guy, and so I don't know how how." true this is but this is just what the guy told me yeah uh he's like if uh if it's a guy with like a turban or like a woman with a hijab or somebody with like a large beard for example uh like somebody who looks like very obviously like somebody that like stereotypically might be a terrorist he's like it's never those people that's what i always say like yeah. when people are like oh you should go clean like why your beard is so big when you're going like oh, i yeah. recently went to box on like your beard is so big they're gonna stop you i was like yeah. why why would anyone who was planning on something bad go in the most conspicuous like outfit like yeah. with the person with a big beard like if, obviously if they want to try to like stay hidden they're gonna shave it that's not who they're looking for if you're going with a big beard they're gonna be like yeah, this guy isn't it. <laughs> yeah, but that, that even changes, by the way, from country to country. Like, I know, for example, uh, of people who, uh, for example, in some Middle Eastern countries, if yeah. you grow out your beard, they'll say, oh, this guy is uh, extremely religious. And so they'll give him problems. And so, like, if you, if you don't want to get yourself in trouble in some, in some countries, it's, it's better for you to actually shave your beard so that you don't get, uh, you know, mistaken as a religious person. <laughs> Because, you know, how awful would that be? I mean, it's because religiosity there in some places have, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost viewed over there similar, similar, similarly to how some Islamophobes view Muslims here. Where it's like, if you're more religious, then you're more, more likely to be a terrorist. So, you know, even in some of those countries uh, in the Middle East, they've internalized that. It's almost like internalized Islamophobia. Uh, that, I've heard that term being used uh, by, uh, uh, I believe, uh, I don't know who coined it, but I, I've heard that term through Yaqeen Institute. Mm. Uh, and uh, so they're talking about how like Muslims internalize their Islamophobia based on, you know, the things that they see. And we have that even in, in, in you know, Middle Eastern countries. So. I mean, so when you're saying you're traveling and people, are, relatives are telling you maybe you should shave your beard, I don't know, maybe there is some truth to it there. I don't know. Could be, yeah. I mean, I just always thought like, definitely for the US Border Patrol, like that's not who they're looking at anymore, right? Yeah. Like yeah. they're not gonna be looking for the most conspicuous person in the entire crowd. Um, so yeah, I've only been to the Canada border a few times, um, but the first time I went, I was going by myself, 
I was visiting some family and I, I had never been before. I was going to Toronto. And I'm a big transit nerd and I love everything transportation. So when I get through, like everything was fine, US side, I'd flown into Canada. I was getting through the Canada airport and I get to the Canada border patrol. And the guy asked like, what's your purpose? Like, why are you here? And I'm like, I wanna ride the Toronto like transit system, like the trolley. And he literally gives me like a look. Bro, nobody, literally <laughs> nobody has ever probably given him that answer. You're the only person that I know that would call themselves a transit nerd. <laughs> That's not you know, a thing that people the, identify as. There definitely is. There's, there's, you don't remember, you remember that time on Facebook when there was something memes for something teens, like yeah, in every yeah, type yeah. of genre, right? Like there was the halal minded memes for halal, or like halal memes for halal minded For gender minded teens. Yeah, for gender minded teens. There <laughs> what, you go. What was the other haram memes for, for, for gender minded <laughs> <laughs> So definitely that's an episode all onto itself. But uh, there's actually one called new urbanist memes for transit oriented teens. <laughs> And now they refer to themselves as numtots, and there's like articles about numtots. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely transit nerds, all right? Don't erase my identity thought. Oh my God. Man. But definitely that Border Patrol agent had no idea how to respond. He was like, okay. He just like, he like checked me off. He was like, this guy's definitely not a threat. I he's definitely not like, a threat. The last thing that this guy is, he, he's, he's a threat to the potholes. <laughs> what's funny is when I got through it, I told my cousin what I said. He was like, man, I'm surprised I didn't interrogate you because like a brown guy wanting to check out a major infrastructure system. Like that was like, that's sketchy. That's suspicious. So I was surprised the guy wasn't like, all right, we need to check this guy out. That, so, so like, so to him, it was like you're crossing literally just to, to drive. That was it? Like, what does that even mean? Well, I was flying in. I oh, you were flying in? Yeah, so I flew in. into Toronto, and so I was like, I want to check it out, right? And so he was very confused on what was going That's on. That's even worse, man. If you were driving, at least it would make sense. You'd be like, yeah, I'm just checking out these roads. I want to see where this goes. I want to see where the ending is. <laughs> and then the next time we went in, um, I was with my wife that time, and she had she had a broken foot, but it was like somewhat healed and it was in a boot. Mm -hmm. So we had a little bit of a easier time because it was like disabled woman, come on, got a wheelchair, <laughs> like get her through. Like they're like, all right, yeah, everything's okay. You guys are good to go. So, so, if, uh, so like this is a, a piece of advice for basically terrorists that you're yeah, getting. Yeah, yeah, like if you're a hijabi and scared about getting through border patrol, just like pretend like you have a broken foot, get on a wheelchair and go through really quick. <laughs> oh my God, man. That's, that's... I don't know if that's suspicious. I don't know what they find suspicious. So. See, somebody's going to do that now. Some, somebody's going, some, there's some criminals going to cross and they're going to have like some poor injured person with them. Definitely. And they're going to say, I learned this from this podcast. Yeah, they're so going to look through their podcast. You're going to be interrogated. Yeah. And, um, they're going to find me and like Joe Rogan. I, I, denounce, I denounce this podcast and uh, uh, any guests the, the, or, or any activity related to it. There you go. The subscribers will definitely hear that. <laughs> Guys, please tell your friends and family. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, the uh, so when we um, so w when I was talking to this guy at the border, and because this was like a thirty minute conversation by this point, I feel oh bro, like. listen, we're, at this point he's about to bring up the chai, bro. It's, that it's would like, been better at least. On, he should have. Honestly, I'm insulted he didn't. So he uh, he tells me, yeah, like the people with a turban, whatever. He's like, these guys are, you know, that they're gonna be uh, that they're pretty, they're gonna be clean. And so he's like, actually, the people that we uh, that like are most suspicious are young white women. And old people. Really? And he said because uh, uh, people were trying to smuggle drugs across oh. will use these two groups very commonly. You know that movie with Clint Eastwood just came out where, called The Mule. And he's like, because Clint Eastwood is really old now. Yeah, right? yeah. And so I mean, he's still making movies? Yeah, about him being an old guy smuggling drugs. Oh my God, that's <laughs> what it's about. Is this new? Yeah, it's called The Mule. I think it came out like last year. And the gist of it from the trailer, I haven't seen the movie, but the gist of it from the trailer is he's literally an old guy 
smuggling drugs through the border. See, it's confirmation for the theory, man. Bro, they definitely all need we to pull them over. We, we don't need to do research. We can just reference a movie. <laughs> That's true. Clint Eastwood, thank you. Thank you, Clint That's Eastwood. That's the only thing I'll thank you Clint for. Eastwood sponsoring this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> definitely. We'll be actually at the RNC next after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so subhanAllah. Yeah, he, so he said that, and I'm like, well, I guess uh, that means, uh, you know, in general, when when Muslims are complaining about somebody looked at me like you looked at me like this like that, it's not. It's probably not because of like a systemic thing. Mm -hmm. It's probably because of maybe like the individuals is prejudiced. I don't know. I'm, I shouldn't even say probably, but I'm just saying it might not be. You know, yeah. because of something systemic, it might just or systematic. Uh, it might be uh, kind of just the individuals person and their prejudice, or because you said something, you slipped up and you said something dumb. Like I, ha I had a friend who. Uh, uh, somebody, the border patrol was, so he was, he was American mm -hmm. and he was crossing back into America. And, um, I think the, the, the border patrol asked him like, uh, where are you going? And so the guy's like, uh, to America. And he's like, yeah, but where in America? He's like, I'm going back to America. Why does that matter? And so he's like, just why would you get into a fight about that? Like at that moment, <laughs> bro, he's, he's, he's giving him attitude and he's, he, he just has this like stereotypical Arab stubbornness about him. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, I don't need to give you more than this. And so the guy's like, all right, we'll pull, we're pulling you in. And so they got pulled in and delayed like two hours for no reason, just because he wanted to be stubborn. I'm like, okay, like, it's really not that complicated. That's just say where you're going in America. Honestly. Right, I, like, they have like your full address anyways. Just say it. I'd right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then my apartment's here. Come over to some chai. I think he was like just in a bad mood and didn't mm -hmm. want to feel like, like he was like giving information that he didn't have to give. Some people are just, some people have that privilege, man. If, so, if somebody tried that with a cop, if, some, if a black person tried that with a cop, what's the outcome going to be? It's insane, man. Yeah, they did. I guess so this is gonna happen. So that's maybe that's a, some I don't know Arab privilege, <laughs> non-black privilege. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm, I've actually recently was just talking with a friend who lived in Buffalo, and he said because I was talking to him about this is in Detroit that there's an exit to Canada with no like U-turn, like it's a one-way oh, yeah. exit, and people have accidentally took it, and then they run into trouble because there's legit no way to come back except going through and coming back. How long? How like? Uh, uh, how long is this, is this like no exit road? I don't know, it's just like exit straight to Canada. It exits like straight to the border patrol okay. basically, right? But it's like if you accidentally take that. Oh, there's no way to go back. There's no way to like quickly U-turn that you made a mistake. It's like you have to go through the whole proceeding and stuff. And so I was telling a friend this and he was from Buffalo where they had this similar situation. Mm. There's like a one-way exit off a freeway. If you accidentally take it, you're going straight to Canada. But he said there's a lot of people there um, that are on like their green card and stuff. They're not U.S. citizens, and so they've actually take they've accidentally taken the exit. They go into Canada, and they need to come back, but they entered without like the proper documentation. Yeah. And they're not a U.S. citizen, so they don't have oh, like, no. like then they need to like get a visa to come back or something, and then it just becomes like a whole international thing. And I'm just like, why isn't there a U-turn? I just build a U-turn, guys. Hey, man, that's your job. You're the transit expert <laughs> here. Oh, my God. Take just, that on. Just a quick U, all right? That's so funny, man. Uh, I think probably this might have been maybe one of the most, like, brain-dead things I've ever done in my life. Mm. Uh, I was with, uh, I was dropping off one of my friends uh, at the Detroit airport. Uh, I think it was at the airport. No, it was maybe, <laughs> I think it was at the, at the, maybe it was at the bus station. Uh, so I was dropping him off from Windsor to Detroit. And... Uh, do a lot of people take stuff like you have to go over and then go? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people who go, whether it's for a train or for uh, buses or flights, whatever. A lot of people do that. So he was he was in Canada. I was dropping him off. And uh, along the way, I realized, uh, I think I dropped, oh, I, I realized that I dropped my, uh, uh, my driver's license 
uh, when I was crossing the border because they had uh, he had like uh, some paperwork that he had to give them for like his visa or something. And so they pulled us in and we were submitting all the documents. And at one point like, they were asking for ID and I think I gave my driver's license or I opened my wallet and my driver's license came out. And so I dropped my uh, driver's license somewhere throughout this process. I couldn't figure out where. And so I drop him off at the bus station and then I'm like, okay, now I have to go back and figure out how to get my driver's license. Oh, uh, yeah. And so when I, I, I go back, they're like, you can't access basically the facility from here. You have to cross back in from Canada. <laughs> And so I crossed from America then back into Canada and then from Canada back into America. And so I, I'm like, yeah, I have to go in and like I drop my, my stuff. And so, they, so I go in and I ask them, they're like, yeah, there's nothing here. Check all over, couldn't find it. And so I had to go back all the way to, uh, to Canada without my license. So now I've just been like doing laps around the border. Without a license. Without a license. <laughs> and so I literally just went back and ordered like a replacement for my license. And then the worst part about this is like, maybe like three or four weeks later, I found that it had dropped somewhere in my car. But I had looked, man, I swear, I looked so, you know, granted, I had been, it was like an all-nighter for me, I was dead tired, so there's a high chance that I was looking for it and I just like, my brain didn't register, it was a nightmare. You know what I find interesting, even without the whole license debacle, that you had, like, you were dropping your friend off on the bus and you still went through, like, all that documentation. Like, that guy owes you dinner, lunch. Maybe, he owes me like, everything. <laughs> you know, granted, though, the next time that I had that uh, I saw him, he took me out for a nice breakfast at IHOP and he has some... Uh, uh, Is that nice in Windsor? <laughs> it's considered nice. <laughs> no, this was in, this was in uh, Chicago. Uh, oh, that's, been, yeah, that's yeah. even worse. It's <laughs> even worse. No, but we, we don't have IHOP in Canada. Or at least not in Windsor. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, IHOP is... Look, man... I hop is Suhoor and that's it. Like legit, I go once a year for Suhoor during Ramadan. But, but you know what, man? It's it's like one of those guilty pleasures, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, like you don't, has anybody left IHOP and said like, oh, I didn't like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very common sentiment. See? So, Tarek, do you have any more interesting stories for us? About like meeting, uh, uh, or strange interactions with the uh, non Yeah, definitely. Any uh, funny things, any bizarre, awkward? So one thing that comes to my mind is uh, I was working with uh, one of my coworkers who happened to be a white woman, and um, she we had our manager came in and our manager was Indian, mm -hmm. and he walks into the building, and the first thing she says is she looks at me and she's like, uh, he smells so bad or they or no no not he she says they smell so bad. That's just the first like thing she that she says said. that to you. Yeah yeah it's like that's the first thing that she says. And I've, we couldn't even smell the guy. He was way too far. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, he took care of himself. He was a clean dude. He always worked alone and stuff. So I don't know what, Look, where it came from. But. Speaking as a, a, a brown person, we definitely know what that stereotype is. And we work very hard to combat that stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> like, I definitely make sure I'm the best smelling in my office. Like, you know, I have cologne at home. I have cologne at the office. Like, I just make sure that I'm not that guy. <laughs> I like, I'm not it. playing into that stereotype. I respect it. You know, I got it. <laughs> uh, so she tells me, she's, she's like, they smell so bad. And I didn't even know how to react in the moment because you don't expect that. Like this was maybe at like maybe 9 a.m. in the morning. I'm really tired. And and for clarification, Tharik is Middle Eastern. So he's a little white passing. So I'm guessing that's why she thought it was okay to say it to that's you. That's literally what it was. She thought I was, I guess, one of her. Uh, <laughs> I was one of her people. And uh, so she says that. And my first reaction was, I just looked at her. I'm like, I'm Muslim. <laughs> that's all I had to say. Because... 
I just I wasn't ready to have an argument now about racism. Like, and you probably didn't have coffee yet. Like I did, but I was so you know I, it might have even been Ramadan. So I was like I was like really tired and and she she just brings this up in the morning. What am I supposed to say? Am I supposed to say like, look, sister, we shouldn't be talking like this? And you know maybe the guy is I don't know he's poor and can't afford <laughs> deodorant. I just I wasn't going into a lecture. I was just I was like I'm Muslim, <laughs> and she's like oh that's cool. And just dropped it. Never, ne- never, ever mentioned anything like that again. Just never even talked to you again. Like transfers departments. She's yeah. like, it's done. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I fixed racism. <laughs> <laughs> I think we solved it. It's just, over. It's done. Just tell people that you're Muslim. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that'll uh, uh, scare them into it. That's like the worst thing to, pos- to possibly say. Muslims should not scare others <laughs> in- into into not being racist. There has to be better strategies than that. You know what's interesting is I recently started a new company. And the whole office space, like, the first time I took the tour, I thought it was, like, pretty white. And I was like, I might be one of the few minorities. But once I, you know, started working there, I realized there was actually a good, it was a good diverse population, right? Um, And what really hit me was the guy next to me, he's an awesome guy, he's really nice, he's a white guy. And I was talking to him about our last names. He had a pretty interesting last name. He was like, your last name's pretty interesting. I was like, oh, thanks, it's Gujarati. He's like, yeah, I had a roommate, his name was uh, something Patel, he's Gujarati too. And I was like dang, you even said Gujarati like with the right like inflection and everything. I was like, man, you're so cultured for what you're <laughs> And then I felt like I was being like the racist one. I was like, oh man, did I just assume that he wouldn't know? <laughs> did I just reverse racism? <laughs> like, right? I was like, why did I assume that he wouldn't know what Gujarati is? But he did. He knew about Patels and stuff. But I was like, interesting. I don't know. I don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Well, alhamdulillah, man, it's been amazing talking with you. Um, Jazakallah care for your hilarious stories. You know, I hope you don't run into too much trouble at the border again. I, I hope not. It's a lot. <laughs> um, is there any social media you want to shout out for the fans? Uh, fans of the show? Fans of anything. Fans Do they of the exist? Show. New fans of Do they exist? <laughs> Just kidding, man. No, man, may Allah ta'ala bless this project. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see it continue to, uh, to grow and flourish and, uh, and to succeed, inshallah. Uh, I'm on social media at uh, Ibn Abi Tariq, uh, I-B-N-A-B-I-T-A-R-E-Q. Uh, that's my, usually my Twitter and my, my uh, Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Definitely check those out. Dark posts some really insightful stuff. He's even got a newsletter and some amazing projects coming up. Um, that's a wrap for this episode. Inshallah, we'll have another episode in a few weeks. We're around like the midpoint of the season, so definitely we'll have around like four or five more episodes, and inshallah, we'll be done with season one. Please stay tuned. Inshallah, we'll see you all next time. Peace. Assalamu alaikum.